0: You're listening to Talking Tricks, the home of amazing stories from magic, circus, variety and comedy performers.
1: Hi, we're Kane and Abel and we'd love to see you at one of our comedy and magic shows this summer. You can see us on the 29th of June at the Ludlow Fringe Festival. And in July, we will be at Fox Fest on the 22nd, Durham Fringe on the 26th and the 27th. And the Shed Music Festival on the 29th of July. August, you guessed it. We'll be off in Edinburgh with our show Magician Twin Pots ball, and also performing in Absurd, a cabaret panel show. Check out www.knavelmagic.com for more on all those dates.
2: And I'm Ava Bow and I would also love to see you at my magic storytelling and comedy shows this summer. I'm away sailing the seven seas for a few weeks before August but then you guessed it again... I am also performing at this year's Edinburgh Fringe Festival in the Voodoo Room Speakeasy at 12.35pm every afternoon apart from Wednesdays for the full Fringe. You can catch our absurd cabaret show at Whistlebinkies at 6.30pm every day there apart from Saturdays. And then if that isn't enough for you, you can come to my full 75-minute magic show with interval on September the 20th in London at the Crazy Cox Theatre situated in Brasserie's Adele, performing my show Ava Tales of Magic at 9.15pm. I look forward to seeing you magician-loving people there. Magazines really taught me an awful lot about, about magic and mentalism. Uh, and again, not simply the tricks, but uh, in, in the case of magazines, you get a good glimpse into the sociology.
1: I got very, very drunk. I think I went up and made a bit of a speech, which was very slurred. And I think there's a video out there somewhere which I had to get taken off the internet. you start struck that that
0: person's actually watched your act and thinks you're good. It gets you. Big gigs and things like that.
1: Actually, it's a community, isn't it? It's a community. The stage is huge. And then you go to
0: the back of the room and you look at the stage and it's dwarfed because it's just such a massive venue. I put
1: my brown underpants on that day. Hello and welcome to Talking Tricks Absurd, a podcast in which we speak to those people who either performed at Absurd in 2022 or those who will be performing at Absurd in 2023. And this week we have someone a double hitter. He was an absurd last year. He'll be an absurd this year. It's Aaron Jones. How are you, mate? Welcome to the podcast. Yeah, I'm good.
0: Thank you. I'm good. I'm very, very good for a Monday afternoon. How are you?
1: Very well. Yeah. Now, obviously, we, you know, nowadays you've got to stick podcasts out with video. So we will obviously put a little bit of video out for this because we've all dressed the same.
2: Yeah. And Aaron, you look great in your kind of. It's, it looks like a full-on mu- music studio.
0: Yeah, thank you. It's um, yeah. So I've got my piano uh, and my guitar, my kit. There's a didgeridoo back there as well. I don't know if you can wow. see. I've got all they're, the all the kit, all the kit. They're and, very
2: hard to play didgeridoos. Can you? They're know? one of
0: them where where like I I can get play it if you want. Please, yeah. Yeah. yeah, all right, yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> please play it. I can
0: show myself up here because it's not been a while. I actually, um, if I asked you to guess which country I bought this didgeridoo <laughs> from, I bet you'd never guess.
1: Um, is I mean, obviously, let's, let's get the obvious one out of the way. Did you buy it in <laughs> Australia? I didn't, mate, I didn't.
0: No, uh... <laughs> I bought it in Wales. All right. Lost a bit of momentum at the end there, but there you go. Brilliant. It sounds Brilliant. lovely. What we you might can get bring to to do is get back to the fringe
2: and onto the cab ratio. That would be perfect.
0: It's, it's a bit difficult
1: to pack. Um, they don't do them collapsible, unfortunately. I have long. <laughs> uh, you've obviously got this home recording studio, Aaron, because you're yes, a mate. rock star. I am. At least, I'm trying to be this year
0: with the new show, uh, Rockstar Magician, which I assume we're going to talk about, now, which would yeah, be great. Please, please. there's one thing I love, love more than anything: is talking about myself. Um, so, yeah, so Rockstar Magicians is my new show for this year, um, and it's, I'm, I'm, it's the first time I'm really properly bringing music, comedy, and magic together um, in sort of one show and uh, the show the idea for the show essentially explores that part of every performer's personality which you definitely have uh, Ava definitely has and I certainly have which is that little bit of us where we enjoy performing and we we're happy that we can do this and earn money and, and all that but there's that little bit of us that's like I wish I was just like uber famous and I could just walk down the street and everyone's asking me for autographs I'm on telly every week I can't go anywhere without big shades and a cap on because I'm so famous. So uh, the the idea of my character in this show, it is me, but it's kind of that bit of me times by a million. And it's like, well, uh, I'm looking at rock stars. Like, why don't magicians ever get all the money and the fame and and people throwing themselves at you? Um, uh, You know, magicians don't get that. So I'm like, I'm no longer a magician. I'm a rock star that does magic tricks. And um, I'm somewhat misguided in the fact that a, a magician could never be like a rock star in that way. But um, yeah, so far see, I mean, it's it's early days. Yeah, the still show's not completely finished, but um, it's looking to be quite quite funny. And I will be performing music live as well, which is
1: uh, exciting as it is daunting because it's been a very long time since I've done that. So I mean obviously like rock and, rock and roll and like magic are two things that I think if you get into, you get a real sort of proper fandom for them, yeah, so which one came first for you that's a real tough question so um
0: so when I was younger i was and I still have this a bit to my, today, but when I was younger if i'd watch somebody do something and they'd get um Attention. Let's be like real. If they were getting attention for it, I'd be like, man, I want some of that, and I'd just go and like learn it. So when I was young, that's why I started uh, playing piano, later guitar. Um, that's why I started doing magic. I had a friend in like year five or six called, I'm um, even earlier maybe year three or four, called Matthew, who did magic tricks and got a massive round of applause. I was like, right, I'm getting on that. I did acting, I did singing, I did a bit of dance, but I'm not very good. And, um, essentially I just collected all these hobbies over the years, um, intended to go to drama school. And then I didn't get in because I was, you know, I'm from a small town in Grimsby. I was a massive fish in Grimsby. I was probably the best actor in Grimsby. Um, don't quote me on that. Um, but then, you know, you go to these drama schools and I sort of didn't really rehearse. I just rocked up with my half remembered, uh, Shakespeare monologue and I didn't get in. So I was like, well, what do I do? And, um, reason i chose magic over trying to pursue music any further or like musical comedy or anything like that was i was um 18 and my dad saw a advert in the um Grimphy telegraph for a nightclub that was opening called after dark and they were gonna hire it said we're gonna hire magicians and dad was like hey you can do magic i was like yeah i can i'm pretty good so what i did is i um i didn't really know how it worked back then i didn't know that you could just email them and get gigs and stuff like that i didn't really know how you got gigs i assumed it'd be like a job interview so what i did is i created a little um envelope and i put inside my cv and um a letter saying hi i'm I'm a magician i'd love to work for you um and then what i did as well is i enclosed in that envelope a smaller envelope that said do not open and i put in my letter if you want to know what's in that envelope, give me an interview. And then uh, I got the interview and um, I, made, I did a uh, card trick, tore a corner off a card, the corner reappeared inside the envelope that he had. Who got the got the job. And that's how I sort of chose Mutant Magic uh, first, really. And, you know, the rock star stuff is, you know, I'm, I'm not under any illusion that I'm not as good. I'm not good enough a musician to be a rock star. I get by. I play everything good enough to make people think I'm good. Um, but, yeah, for the for the new show, just bringing it in with... It's mostly going to be parodies. I only have play live at the end as the finale. I pl- I'm going to play that guitar right there that I bought specifically for this show, um, which bankrupt me. So it better be a good Edinburgh. Otherwise, <laughs> I might not be in this garage for much longer. Um, but, yeah, so, yeah, magic came first before music. So there you go.
1: Nice. And um, you are on in... The, the greatest venue it would seem in the PBH Free Fringe because man, I was just double checking your show information before we did this you're on directly after us mate your show is getting leafleted by me <laughs> <laughs> that would be like oh, the best so trick because they'll be like hang on he's, he's back outside again yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> man I tell you
0: last year I was so confused before I met you um when uh everyone was telling me like so so uh, dicky benson came up to me in like the first week and was like how's your show going and i was like i don't know who you are but i was being polite like yeah really well mate doing really really well and then i think it was chris cook that was with me like oh he's not that's not lauren <laughs> and i was like i was just really confused <laughs> you know, we were first gonna... fringe, just like what <laughs>
2: We were going to try and do that illusion, weren't we? What's that film? Is it The Prestige?
0: Oh, really? what kill Lawrence off? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, yeah. If you want to, if you want to jump on the show,
0: happily, yeah, that's happily the way to do it. <laughs> you don't turn down
1: opportunities in this
0: business.
2: Yeah, I
1: mean, it's equally funnier because obviously my show last year was called Twin Possible, and was yeah. me and my twin brother doing the show, <laughs> and everyone's like, "You're not twins." And then it's like <laughs> here's a random person that looks more <laughs> like me than my twin brother.
0: Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was uh, very funny. It was, it was, it was weird though. Um, have it, especially because I felt like people knew who I was, and I was like, "Oh, this is cool." And he's like, "Oh no, I just look like some guy. I look like a guy who's got a twin with him." But you know, um, yeah. What well, year were you born? If you don't know ask asking? who's older? Uh, I was born in 1987. Oh wow! So, God, you look good. I was I was 93. I thought we were about the same age.
1: No. So what's that? So you're 30. I turned 30 on the 15th of June. Oh, Happy wow. Birthday oh,
2: exactly. for the 15th Thank of
1: you, June, which may and or may not wonderful. be when this <laughs> this may come out before then, or it may not come out by then. Because oh, fantastic! Well, I'm going to Germany, so um, I'll watch it um on the on the metro <laughs> what are you doing in germany
0: uh just going away for my birthday i'm actually going to go to a theme park out there because we're going to cologne i'm off to fantasia land which i don't know if you've heard of um it sort of looks amazing i'm a big theme park nerd love roller coasters and all that kind of stuff so um yeah we're gonna head out to cologne me and my wife for three or four days and then hit the theme park on my birthday that's the plan
1: Nice. um yeah yeah, I went to watch David Copperfield on my thirtieth birthday.
0: Oh my god, that's amazing!
1: That's what I did.
0: It was all right. It's good. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was all right. It was all right. It was David Copperfield. You know, you know, he walked through the Great Wall of China. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, he vanished from the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, he's all right. Isn't it? That's David Copperfield. he has got lucky.
1: <laughs> <It's> no fantasia. <laughs> no, that's true. That's true. <laughs>
2: I've yet to have my 30th birthday, but I'll let you know what I do for it when it comes around.
1: Yeah, how far off are you now? Uh,
2: Just under a couple of years. <laughs> but I will make sure it's better than both Fantasia and David Copperfield put together Ooh.
0: if possible. Wow. Well, then you have to go to the moon or something. Yeah,
2: basically, yeah. <laughs> Maybe they'll be doing that in two years' time.
1: Maybe. Yeah, they probably will. They're saying that they're going to fly planes up into space, across and back down so that you can get to Australia in an hour.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's that's good. Fridge, handy. Do it.
0: That opens up Adelaide and Perth a lot easier, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so was last year your first Edinburgh, Aaron? Yeah, man, it was. And it was... Um, it was kind of a bit of a. it felt at least a bit make or break if i'm honest um because back in around 2016 2017 i quit magic um because i was like and i'll talk briefly about it but basically i did exclusively close up and i was i should was to do my phone out to show you a picture but this is my phone here um but essentially i was doing um close-up magic I was doing the sort of stuff that people would expect a magic magician to do like I wore like pretty traditional suits and like did pretty traditional sets um close-up stuff and that's because when I was 18 I started really young and I had a lot of mentors and I looked up to them and they taught me you know what to do how to look how to dress um but I ended up feeling like um I sort of lost a bit of the the part of me that that little kid that would just do anything that he saw to perform basically and it got to a point where I was driving up to a gig and what I now realized was having panic attacks in the car before the gig being like I don't want to do this like you know that I have to because they've already paid me I'd go in smash the gig let's not get that wrong and then I'd, I'd be watching watching the clock all the time and then as soon as it was done i was in the car like thank god that was over so i was just like man i need to quit this this clearly isn't for me um which was sad so i, was like, I love magic so dearly um so then i basically i tried being a stand-up comedian and for about 18 months i made uh i think i made about 12 pound 50 in total being stand-up comedian uh with varying success um got a day job working for the home office. And if that doesn't make you lose faith in the government, I don't know what will. Um, and then sort of January, 2020, I was like, right, I'm ready for a comeback. I've got this idea to do the last year's show, which I'm also bringing back this year, the one hour straight jacket escape magic show, do an hour of magic in a straight jacket. That feels uniquely me um, and stupid. And yeah let's do it and then the world went not yet mister <laughs> um so when we did the we did the whole pandemic thing which was a bit of a uh, as horrible as it was it was also a bit of a blessing in the fact that I had like 18 months to work on this show ready for my big comeback um not that anyone has been hounding me like when are you coming back the fans miss you um <laughs> and yeah and then you know so I was risking uh risking a lot coming up because it was kind of like I'd been out of magic for so long and I put a lot of work into that show and it, it paid off to the you know like the, the first Saturday when I, I was essentially like I was walking to the to the venue with my stuff in a bag just like look if there's two people there I'll give them a good show it'll be good just to run through the material and um and I still remember like my friend was meant to come and see it. I got to the venue and it was like packed. And there was like, like a queue around the corner. And I was just so surprised and like shot. I went to the toilet and looked in the mirror, and like grabbed the sink and did like a, right, come on now. You've got you to, I don't know if I'm hard to swear, but you gotta do this. Um, and I went out, did the show, went really well. Um, well. It wasn't amazing, maybe like six, seven out of 10. And I was like, cool, did it. And then I literally like, I literally just was walking from the venue and I was just like calling people like, like almost crying because I was just like Jesus Christ this feels like so long um since you know going from sitting in your car and just being like this is the last thing I ever want to do to kind of you know doing something quite good and then the whole run was was really lovely and um yeah it was like you know I I I say that it was like a life-changing month and I that is not hyperbolic like I do believe that And meeting great people like yourselves um (laughs)
2: long love twins
0: But, yeah, I know, I know, I know. Um, yeah so I mean and that's, that's really in a nutshell sort of my journey from in, into Edinburgh and and, and and last year and so to be, to be scheduled this year in the ballroom is, is really feels amazing and um, I'm hoping I can uh, do it justice with this oh, year's show
2: Are you still enjoying it? Do you think it was the way you were doing magic that was the issue as opposed to actually magic itself?
0: Yeah, hundred percent. It was it was kind of the because I sort of got advice from loads of different magicians and kind of like strapped them to myself. I was almost I, like I was almost like a Frankenstein's monster magician. Mm-hmm. Like I was just copy and paste. You know, you can see, you know you you could see me at a wedding and see a hundred other magicians at a wedding, and you know, there's not really anything different. And I think that was what really kind of one of the main sort of crooks of what the problem was is that kind of identity as a well, who is Aaron the magician? And hope, and we'll see what happens this year. But I think I'm, I'm trying to carve myself out a bit of a niche of doing these kind of really weird, high concept uh, ideas um, that you know people will hopefully enjoy. And they did last year, and I hope they do this year because I, I bought that, and that was expensive. <laughs> it paid, it paid
2: off last month. year, so I'm sure it'll be great this year.
0: We'll see. Fingers crossed. I hope
1: it wasn't beginner's luck. Oh, uh, the second year's always the best.
2: Is it?
0: Yeah. yeah. If it's not, if it's not, mate, I'll be coming for you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, you'll be there. You'll be there waiting for me before the show. Um we yeah. start and go, Hi mate, I know you're about to go on, but it's just you said the second year would be the best. And <laughs> yesterday was horrendous. <laughs> Yeah, you're personally responsible for my success at Edinburgh now. (laughs) What venue were you in last
0: year? So um, I was in, with the straight jacket, I was in Pilgrim Bar. So, Mm -hmm. you know, like a little sectioned off bit of the bar. Um, And the staff there were, like, incredible and incredibly supportive. Um, To the point where my um, card machine wasn't working one day, they took card payments on their machine and then gave me the cash after so they were absolutely amazing and the the venue was you know like yeah is it the best venue at the fringe no is it great for someone at their first year absolutely it was comfortable it was it felt low pressure and um and they do great
1: beer as well and curly fries well and i think you know voodoo rooms is is definitely one of the best venues of the the whole festival not just the pbh like you'll go to certain assembly rooms and you're like oh this is god oh, this <laughs> is what you get on the paid fringe so um yeah. you'll love it in voodoo rooms and we're all in there now ava's moved yeah. over so she's on that's and so Ava, fun you
2: yeah you can see three great magic shows in one one sitting without even leaving leaving the venue
0: just lock the doors once people arrive in the morning yeah
2: Come to my first show first, and then what time is yours on, Aaron?
0: Uh, four oh five is Rockstar.
2: Four oh five. So they should just be able to get between your show, uh, Lawrence, and then then Aaron's.
1: Yeah, well, he's on in the room. He's on in the same room directly after us. Amazing. So they just just stay know, s- stay sat down, guys. Just yes, stay sat down. <laughs> just don't leave, guys. Just don't leave. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like we should do... I feel like I'm going to have to do a Vanish at the end of our show and then you be... Oh, and I'll be at the over. back.
0: Yeah, I can do oh, that. I can do that. Let me know what
1: you're wearing. Let me know what you're wearing. This. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring my Maroon Monday top. Yeah. Um, so are you... I mean, are you full-time then with the Magic now or are you, are you still so, doing other of, of bits and bobs? So
0: as of um, the end of July this year, I will be um so i booked booked my first cruise um directly after the fringe and um some other like shows down in devon and and another place yeah Uh, yes it's to answer your question so after edinburgh this year it was successful enough where i could go down part-time and now i'm currently working part-time doing um government things which they still let me do for some reason um and then yeah now um yeah I'm at the point now where it's just not necessary anymore so yeah I'll ha- my notice is handed in I will be leaving that job towards the end of July and then I'll go up to Edinburgh a free man
2: congratulations it's yeah. exciting that's exactly Thank how you. you should go self-employed in the last episode mm. we were discussing what I would have done differently because I went self-employed yeah. just before the fringe last year at the end of July and I think that is how you do it <laughs> <laughs> having having things lined up in place ready to yeah.
0: go yeah yeah i think it's always a risk and like you know i was self employed back in the day um and did fine but i think when you're especially cuz now i'm i don't want to do as much close up anymore i still will do close up i think close up is amazing and um and all that but you know i've really kind of fallen in love with this this stage stuff um so yeah so yeah thank you and uh yeah hopefully uh hopefully it's for the for the for the rest of my life now and no question do they let you drive the boat yeah yes. Sick. that's great yeah that's great that's all yeah that's great you've yeah. settled an argument with my wife thank yeah. you
1: that, that's, that's, thank that's you. the job that's the resident magic that's... role
2: oh yeah just avoid my driving
1: license with me i'll bring my driver's
0: license, my driver's license so yeah that's <laughs> it
1: yeah, it's like, you know how at Apple they say that Apple genius is? Yeah. The resident magician is obviously the name for the guy. Drive the, drives the Yeah, Drive the am
0: Yeah, because what I'm going to try and do is pop a wheelie. <laughs> That's she, what I'm going to try. Maybe do some donuts, I don't know.
1: She's a big girl. She's a big girl to get up at an angle, though. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to know you a little bit uh, better with a game that we 100% have not ripped off from a very popular TV panel show. Ava, what's it called?
2: Would me lie to ye? I can't say that without doing the facial expressions.
0: Yeah, yeah you do it exactly the same as you did it uh, last yeah. year at the Fringe. It's,
2: it's yeah. like there's an imaginary mic in front of me that I lean into. <laughs> <laughs> it's strange. <laughs>
1: So, Aaron, you've got three facts for us. Two are true. One is a yep. lie. We've yep. got to try and work out which is which. So I think the way we're going to do it is if you give us all three of your facts, um, yep. and then we will grill you. Um, yeah. Ava, I'm going to let you start the grilling process.
2: This okay. Time. All right.
1: So, Aaron, take it away. Yeah. Okay. Fact number one.
0: Uh When I was at school, or I should say, sort of towards the end of being at school, sort of year 11, um, I made it my personal mission to hide a tea bag in the ceiling of every room in the school.
2: That's
0: fact number one. Fact number two, when I was, I think, around 14, but it would have been maybe 13 to 15, but when I was about 14, um, because I'm a notorious people pleaser, I accidentally joined a Troop of Morris dancers in a live performance. <laughs> okay? And then fact number three, when I was uh, started dating my now wife in an attempt to woo her, I performed a magic trick that went horribly wrong.
2: <laughs> Such good facts. I want them all to be true. <laughs> <laughs> not Maybe not the last one okay um okay i'm gonna start with the first one with the tea bags where were you putting them in I'm, i've got an idea but i don't want to tell you i don't want to give you yeah yeah okay, uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah so i mean my school was like it was like a regular school and it had like um it was in a small village called healing where i i lived sort of from year six until i left home um and it's near Gr- near grimsby but it's like a nice little village it was a really good school uh, healing schools, whatever. you don't know this. Um, and it had the ceilings were like what well, you get in office blocks or a lot of schools where it's like the tiles, and yes. you, you you just push them up. Yeah, so I I realised that you can just push them up. Um, I can't remember when, but like you you know you're watching the maintenance people and you don't realise these things can get pushed up, And then you see it. And like, oh, that's interesting. And then um, yeah, and then my mate George Broughton uh, at the time, we're not friends now, but he was like my friend through school. Um we'd just come up with stupid things and it, it was kind of like dares, but where like, we dare ourselves to do it where we'd say like, Oh, I'm going to go and do this. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to go do this. And I was like, I'm going to hide a tea bag in every room of the school. And we were talking about it. I was like, you would never do that. And, um, and whatever, blah, 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 blah. And then I was like, well, I probably could get them in the ceiling. Cause I can just lift the tile up and get them in. And, um, I can't remember how, how long it was until then to was doing it, but cause I was always a theater kid, we could stay after school for rehearsals. So usually school would finish and then rehearsals would be like an hour later. All the teachers go home at that point. This was before schools had like pass activated doors. So all we did one day is we just stayed later after school and I got, we had PG tips, the little pyramid bags and, I was literally, it was like a military operation, like new building, match floor, English floor, languages, even though English is a language, which always annoyed me, but we just got in. Every, everyone, bam, tea teabag, teabag, teabag. Did the music room, all the practice rooms, drama room, old block, all the, humanity, all the humanities. The only room that was a bit tricky was the hall, like the main hall, because it was kind of like four stories tall. It was this massive hall. Um, but what I did is at the, the top of the hall had like a tech box um, where the tech person went. And I was like, Oh, that's on the same level. I reckon if I could get in the ceiling of the tech box, I could like teabag toss it <laughs> over into the hall. And so George stayed down in the hall. I got up there, lobbed it. He said he heard it, but it was a teabag. Like, I don't know. <clears throat> um, and that was it. I achieved a teabag in every
1: room of the school in the hidden in the ceiling. And as far as I'm aware,
2: they're
1: still, They're there. still there <laughs> well we will, we will not encourage listeners to go rooting <laughs> around the school to find out <laughs>
2: <laughs> if that is a lie there is a lot of detail there that is well covered if that if that is a lie no comment
1: <laughs> remind me what number 2 was number 2 was
0: uh because I'm a notorious people pleaser I once accidentally joined a troupe of Morris
1: dancers in a performance when I was 14. Was this on May Day? No. Oh. Um, It was at... So, go. No, I was just going to ask when, where was it then? What was it? Okay, so in my
0: village, same little village, there was like a little grassy... It wasn't like a knob, but it was like a little field. And it it wasn't big, but it had sheep in it sometimes. And the parish council organised... They did this sort of two years in a row and then never again. And it was like a medieval recreation day. And it's like a little medieval fair and there'd be jousting and like fun stuff and activities. And um, I was walking around and I remember I saw I was like I said about 14 and there was like a girl who looked about my age. One of the actresses stirring something in a pot. And I thought this is my chance. So I went up and I was like, hey, that smells good. What you're cooking. And she was like, I'm just boiling water. I was like, oh, OK, <laughs> that's that relationship over. Um and <laughs> uh, that's just come back to me from the day as I really lived this trauma and then um yeah so I was with my mum my dad my brother and my sister and um I eventually broke off hung out with my friends and there was a group of Morris dancers and they dared me to go and talk to them so I went to talk to them and as I was going over I was like what's my cover story what's my cover story and I was like oh I'm just really into it like I'm just like how do I join so I go up to them I'm like hey guys this is really cool I've always wanted to like chat to some Morris dancers and they're like yeah cool yeah and I was like and they're like oh you you want to join and I was like Yeah. Uh, I remember them saying the the phrase, oh, good, we need some fresh blood. And I was like, oh, okay." And then uh, before I knew it, I had some hankies in my hand. I was in the queue. I had like a Hawaiian shirt on in a queue of Morris dancers. And they're saying, just copy it. You'll get it. So I started doing it. And I go in and I'm doing all the hanky dancing and stuff. And I remember like I turned around and just saw my mum, my dad, my brother and my sister like. Almost like, is that? Um, yeah, and that's how I joined the Morris dancers for a performance. Did they let you knock the sticks? They didn't have sticks. They were purely hanky, hanky dancers. Uh-huh. Yeah. But
2: yeah, what about the, the bells? Do you have the bells and the shoes? I
0: didn't, they didn't have spare bells for me. Um, I was bell. I think maybe you have to earn your bells. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how it works.
2: So.
1: Yeah. Were any of the Morris dancers uh, in blackface? Uh no, not that day. Because, believe thinking, it or not, in
0: Devon—is it in Devon? They have like the dark Morris, yeah, something like that. Dark yeah, Morris. I I used to work in a museum, and they, we they came up once, and I, they were pretty scary, but um, cool. was, Because like, believe it or not, Morris.
1: but I too have once <laughs> joined in a Morris. <laughs> <house>. <laughs> are
2: you just actually the same? Is best? this how
1: this is this how this game works? <laughs> And um, they had, yeah, like so they, they paint that, some of them paint their faces black yeah. and yeah. they have the big um, hats that are like yeah. feathers. And they gave me a stick to do the knocking of the stick. And I remember being terrified that I was going to bang my fingers. Was this last week? You say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, this was on the, this was on one of the, the weirdest but funnest stag do's I've ever been on when we got a steam train from um, Bridge North to Beaudley. And at Bridge North train station, there were some Morris dancers. So we did that and you go past West Midland Safari Park. So there was like elephants outside the window and we were all steaming and so (laughs) confused that there were elephants outside the window. (laughs) so why yeah. <laughs> um, why what is becoming see. tradition in the recording of these podcasts is before we um delve into the third fact is the point that i have to end and start the meeting again you think that was coming up i didn't have a feeling <laughs> so all right all right and um, i'll save the third one and Zoom have got this thing now where you have to wait four minutes between starting a new meeting. All right. Well, shall I go just make
0: myself a drink then?
1: Do whatever you want. For I'll your... do
0: a co- I'll do a, I'll do an outfit change. About that. Oh, oh yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, oh no. I'll I'll find something fun to find. You know.
1: Lovely. And we will reconvene in four minutes. See in a bit. Thanks, mate.
0: I'm a rock star, but you know, it's still it's still
1: before five o'clock. So does it come? Is that delivered to your door in a milk bottle? (laughs) No. So we used to get milk delivered.
0: And then we got uh, towards the end, we got pretty bad customer service. Well, and quality product because we we don't have like dairy milk. We have like oat milk. And the milk milk was only lasting for like a day. So it was a bit of a kind of screw you to the man. We kept two milk bottles. So you, yeah. Don't cross me. Don't cross me. You rinsed, but you did not return. No, did not. So now I, I drink out of milk bottles, l- lording over my victory. Um, over the over the milk mafia.
2: I'm learning right. a lot from this because you've both done Morris dancing. I also had bad service from the milk delivery service. Quit oh my God. kept a couple of milk bottles. Mom, and- dad, <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like I always say I uh, know I'm not similar to other magicians, but I'm actually starting to doubt that just because of the last yeah. half an hour. And I used to hide things in plain sight at work, I don't even have the excuse of being a child and it being at school. Mm-hmm. I used to do that at work. We used to put farmyard animal names next to names of breakfast items together, like donkey cereal or uh I don't know, sheep porridge or whatever on post-it notes and hide them up around a lab that I used to work in and I'm hoping that some of them are still in that lab
1: so you you would write the names on a bit of paper and put it in the ceiling
2: not on the ceiling we put it we, basically the whole idea was hiding something in plain sight so you'd yeah, have like a shutter that came down at the front of the lab, and as it came down each night, if you were very observant, you'd see a little post-it note saying "Donkey Cornflakes" on the thing. But most people never saw them, and a the very occasionally get an, an actual sort of like scientist going, "Oh, what's that?" But you kind of get asked about them because they're hidden in plain sight and people don't notice.
0: That's really weird because Donkey Cornflakes was the working title for my new show.
2: (laughs) You're so similar.
1: Why are we all here?
2: (laughs) Why is this Well, that's a big question.
0: Maybe Neil deGrasse Tyson could answer that one for us.
1: Right. So, That's what brilliant. have we we what have we yeah. discovered so far? I have some inside information on the world of Morris dancers inviting people to do random dances. Ava mm-hmm. has some inside information on
2: uh, hiding things being yeah. around <laughs> buildings. <laughs>
1: Being
2: immature, yeah. So, Aaron, we've got this covered. We're likely to get this right, I feel, because of our insight. Yeah. But we've still got the third one to guess. And we I think have. what we've also learned so far is that Aaron will do anything if dared to do so, which will really come Ye- oh, in handy no. when we get you back on the absurd show this year.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, so the third one that you said is that to woo your wife when you first started dating, you... Yep. Uh you performed a magic trick for her, but it went horribly wrong. What mm-hmm. what happened? So um
0: what I did is um I had this idea, I was like, what could be more romantic than <laughs> than producing a live butterfly? Right? So I prepared all day for this i did my research i knew i needed to get a butterfly i need to put it in the fridge to make it fall asleep and then i can hide it on my person and then i can just you know do the day and then at some point go hey do you want to see a trick and it was quite a simple idea i had where i just had different animals on cards she'd pick one and i'd go oh you know i put my hands together what did you what, what did you pick was it bear <laughs> i don't know it was a butterfly and i'd go Ooh, and it'd fly away it's beautiful um, so what happened was during the um, day in the lead up to the day I went out round the village with my little sister Bethan um, and with a net uh, and, a, and a jar with holes drilled in the top and bear in mind I was about 21 okay so I, um, I caught three butterflies that day um over the course of about three or four hours and the other problem that I did have to overcome was I was actually terrified of touching them um, I've always been terrified of holding little animals so I don't want to hurt them um and um yeah so I was terrified of touching it so I was like manipulating the net to get it in the jar and then but I got three in and put them in the fridge my mum saw them had an absolute go at me She was like why are they in the fridge um, and I was like it's fine it's for a date it's fine um <laughs> And then I, they went to sleep. I tipped them out. I managed to find the nicest looking one. I prepared it in on the inside of my jacket in a, in a in a way that I could get it access to it quickly. And I was like, "Cool, that's there, ready to go." Um, and as I was driving to her house, it woke up, and um, I was driving, and all of a sudden there was just this like, and I was just like. Frozen with fear, like, okay, it's alive, it's moving, okay. And I got to a house, exchanged some pleasantries with her parents, knowing full well I've got a butterfly in my jacket. Um, we went down the road to the pub, we got a pint, we went outside on the patio, and um and I was ready to go. Very nervous, making sure I'm not, you know, doing any of this kind of action. Um, and so we sit down, I do the trick she picks a card. Um, by magic, she happened to pick butterflies. Um, and and then I bottle it and I just, I go to get it, but I'm too scared to touch it. And I just say, I'm really sorry. Um, I, I, I was gonna make a butterfly appear. It's in my jacket, um, but I'm too scared to get it out. And she kind of looked at me like really confused. And then I just did this. And she saw like the tips of a butterfly wing sticking out, like doing this. And started laughing hysterically, and so I unclipped my little holder I'd made for it, and then I tipped out what can only be described as a severely crippled butterfly onto the table, where it just started tw- tw- twitching, uh, just literally just twitching on the table. And we both sort of sat looking at it, and then we um, I-, I-, I scooped it up and transferred it to a nearby plant pot where it could live out the rest of its. Probably very short life
2: oh God
0: <laughs> yeah
2: I like that you tried to make yourself sound really nice halfway through going I'm so scared to touch little bugs because i'm I'm terrified of hurting them
1: yeah but yeah, I will yeah. shove them in a freezer and then wedge them in a little um yeah device <laughs> that you've made
0: I wanted to be dynamo <laughs> just to impress the woman yeah and, and worked, this, though.
1: this is now your wife.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mate, I tell you, that that hypnosis course
1: I did pays for itself every day. (laughs) I just like the idea that maybe she was like, um, do you know what? As long as at no point you pull a crippled butterfly out of your pocket in the middle of the pub, (laughs) you and I can work.
2: Yeah. Or maybe it was the other way around. Maybe it was, he'll do anything for me. He'll injure butterflies. For me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That
2: butterfly was a threat. Need
0: yeah.
2: You don't even want to know what I'll do to a dog if it tries to bite you.
1: <laughs> From <going> away! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, I'd really like that story to be true. But it is the, it is the most out there of them, isn't it?
2: I'd say so. the Morris dancing is quite out there. But I feel like
1: <laughs> <Almost>. <laughs> I, I can tell you that it isn't.
0: <laughs> Something about this face just attracts <laughs> morris dancers.
2: <laughs> but I do believe. I feel like are we both? Are we both going to guess which one's true and uh, go for a joint decision, or are we going against each other? Here?
1: I think we can go against each other because then. <laughs> You know, we can That's have exciting. a running score, can't we? Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I I'm gonna get gu- I'm gonna say I, <laughs> if you're getting competitive, I'm just gonna <laughs> gonna guess. Can I guess yeah?
1: Yeah, as long as I'm happy with all the information I have. So Yeah. Go You're ahead. guessing which one's the lie, yeah? Yeah.
0: Okay.
2: Nice. Do we have all the information? Or do you have any other questions first? I'd, I might have jumped the gun a little bit.
1: I think, um, what was the second magic trick that you did to your now wife?
2: Oh, that's a good I can't question.
1: remember. There was a few, Like I, I do remember there was one
0: time we went to the pub with uh, some of her friends. It was the first time I was meeting them. And I did um, a, a coin bend, borrowed a coin, had it signed, bent in someone's hand. And then one of her friends t- turned to her and said, oh, do you know how it's done? She did. Um, but she said no um, and she said no I don't know how it's done and then a friend went mm, secrets not good in a relationship
1: <laughs> she'd be like yes but the thing is we've only just got past the freezing of insect space. Oh, <laughs> secret I don't know how he did it he produced a
0: disabled butterfly <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think, uh, yeah. Go on, Ava. You can do your guess.
2: I feel like we're going to guess the same one. So I, I think we can guess the same one.
1: Yeah, but a minute and a half ago, you were convinced that no one would ever possibly be invited. And do I tell an you what, I tell you what. Why don't you do it
0: like this, right? Why don't you both get a bit of paper and write down either one, two, or three, and then you can show it at the same time. So then you're not copying each other or purposely um if you think that's a good idea.
2: Yeah. Aaron, do you want to do you want to plan all of the absurd games? Because you've really thought that through in <laughs> a very short amount of time. Well, and... I'm not killing
0: butterflies, I'm reading books.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm
1: not I'm not
2: <laughs> Right, we're gonna fold them I've written
1: mine on my hand.
2: Oh I've got right. a sheet. Um, so, okay. Sorry, I've got my pen now. it's gonna be a green sharpie. Ooh! Nice. Magician suddenly jealous. Mine's a blue sharpie. Okay. Uh, um, oh, I don't know. I've not, I, not got, a
0: I've got a pink highlighters. The best I can do.
1: The tension is palpable here. <laughs> It is, it is. This is, is really I hope, good. I hope you're both wrong, because then I'll leave feeling really good about my ability to lie to people. Fucking hell, I've, I've written the wrong number on my hand.
2: Oh, I haven't <laughs> written a number, I've just written
1: the... The thing. Well, that's fine. I. This is really weird, and I feel like this is not the one that I think's the lie, but without thinking, I've written a number on my hand.
2: Uh, well, oh, you wow. feel like you've got to go with that now. Wow. If, if that's right, that's like Darren Brown level stuff. That's yeah.
1: cre- that is creepy. That is so creepy. I think I think this one's true, but I just—it's the one that I wrote on my hand.
2: <laughs> right. So I think this. Oh, it's going to be backwards, isn't it? And you can't see because the sun's too bright. No, that's right.
0: I can see it forward. No. Using the butterfly magic trick. Yeah, I think that's the lie.
1: Okay. And what did you What did you do, Lawrence? What did you, you thought
2: say? that you were adamant that that one was true.
1: I still am adamant that that's true. Ah, I think, okay. I think butterfly magic trick is the lie, but okay. Subconsciously, I've written two on my hand. this is the re- okay. All right, so you're
2: going to go with number two. I'm
0: going so, to have okay. to. Okay. Okay. okay.
2: All right. Okay. So, oh. can we add dramatic tension in here?
0: Um. Yeah. Yeah. You could do that post actually, rather than me, because yeah. I need to still speak. Yeah. <laughs> You'll put.
1: Um, we're we're getting some AI written grime songs. So. Um,
0: yeah. 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 We'll yeah. Put one of those. That in. sounds
1: good. Yeah. That's great.
0: Um. All right. So, story number two about the Morris dancers. Is true. I knew it. I knew it. Okay. Now, the producing a a crippled butterfly on one of the first dates with my missus is also true. (laughs) The lie was the tea bags in the ceiling.
2: You are good at it. Yeah, because I instantly, I instantly
1: wrote that off as true. It just I seemed think like a I, fun I thing think, you would have done.
0: I think my advantage is I've done some really stupid things in my life. Yeah, um, yeah, but that yeah, my my uh, my wife will back me up on
1: that. That is true. Oh, well, still together. Still together. Mm. How many years have happily yeah. married? um for
0: this year we got married in 2019 um just before the pando which was great for the honeymoon (laughs) um i look completely different i've not got a wedding picture to hand but i had like shut back inside and like a little um yeah um when i see see you I'll i'll show you i'll show you some of my old promo material and you'll, you'll be flabbergasted. I promise you that. So did you um, look like my brother? Probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i going through Cain and Abel, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know, though. Maybe not. Because I also had, like, facial reconstructive surgery. Not really. <laughs> that makes it sound worse than it is. I had dental implants. So, like, those four teeth there are plastic. Because I was born without any big teeth to replace them. I've got a little bag next to me with my original baby teeth in um, that I just keep. <laughs> um, and uh, probably wish I hadn't said that. Um, but yeah, and then, uh, yeah, I didn't have any adult teeth. So basically when I was 18, they got rid of the baby teeth and uh, drilled into my face some uh, plastic ones. I've still got one baby tooth, which is like down there. But to say that one, I'll keep on fifty. So if I became a gangster rapper, my uh, my name would be Baby Tooth. Good ah.
1: name, yeah. Good there you name. <laughs> I mean, I love the fact that you told those three stories in which the lie was that you threw some tea bags in the ceiling, and next to you, you've got four baby teeth.
0: Yeah, I know, I know, yeah. I, I did think, like, um, well, I think, I don't know, I didn't think that would be as fun. I mean, yeah, I've kept four of my baby teeth, but, yeah, that's not that's not that unusual. Like, mothers keep, like, umbilical cords and things, don't they? Um, yeah. So, like, you know, a few teeth. Everyone's got some teeth, you know? <laughs> Come on, <I'm>, they, <laughs>
1: Guys?
2: I mean, uh, no, actually, I'm not going to say that.
1: Have your has your mother kept your teeth Ava?
2: I don't know if she has. Mine I don't has. know. Mine think has. has she?
1: Yeah. I
0: think
2: yeah. there's a lock of my hair. Yeah, I've is... got
0: one of them, yeah. But
2: I think lots of, <laughs> not, a lock of not a lock of your hair.
0: Oh, yeah. your hair. <laughs> I got mine when I was a kid. I didn't like sneak up behind you like you were hosting and be like, Yeah. Say that with me. <laughs>
1: Um the serum similarities, Aaron, are getting creepier by the minute because I knocked hmm. my forefront teeth out when I was a child. Right, that's which ones? Weird. Those two and those two.
0: Okay. Alright. So we're a bit off, but that's still weird. So are they implants as well? No, I knocked
1: my four baby teeth out.
0: Oh, okay, fair. So I was just born without adult teeth, but mine are these two are real. And these four fake. And so, if you can imagine, because I've got quite big, those two front teeth are quite big. So, imagine like little baby teeth next to them. I was like Bugs Bunny. Yeah. Um, And I had like my face was kind of skinnier next to my nose. So, when I had the implants, this kind of puffed up a bit. And so, it pushed my face out a little bit more. So, it did change the way I looked a little bit Um, to look more like you. Uh, I'll continue with facial reconstructive surgery until. We are incomparable.
2: Yeah. And then he's taking cuts of my hair to make a clone of me. And then one day he'll do his own absurd cabaret panel show.
0: And I'll run you out of business. I'll be the best tribute in town.
2: (laughs) At half the price.
1: Yeah. (laughs) You'll be sorry. (laughs) Um, So we'll, we'll have you on, Absurd. That'll be a lot of fun. We're not in a curry house this year, I'm afraid, to report. I saw you're in. A, are you in Whistle Binkies? We're in Whistle Binkies.
0: That's so great. That's that's so great because like it was such a fun um, cabaret game show to be on last year. It was super fun. I mean, I know we did it twice, but um, both times were just super super fun. Oh. I'm glad. I'm glad you're bringing it back. Honestly,
2: yeah. Well,
1: we have to do something to keep us out of the pub before you know. Six or seven o'clock, otherwise, all the winnings go straight in the globe. So, yeah, what time's uh absurd this year?
2: It's at 6 30. Oh, perfect 30th. pre dinner show, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you need to get really more convinced and committal with my advertising, but yeah, I'd say pre dinner oh. show.
1: I think well, I guess anything's pre dinner before you eat, so yeah yes do not eat and then come to this show guys (laughs) yeah
0: enjoyed on an empty stomach
1: (laughs) (laughs) the perfect final hour of your um oh yeah (laughs) 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 that's the one so obviously the one hour straight jacket escape magic show is 11 o'clock at bannerman's are you on every day Every day, day. every day, and then every day as well, Aaron Jones Rockstar Magician at the PBH Free Fringe Voodoo Rooms Ballroom at 4.05.
2: And then 6.30 some nights, featuring on our show Absurd.
1: What have you on?
2: Ah. What are you most looking forward to about the Fringe this year?
0: Oh, good question.
2: Um, I think
0: honestly, um, just performing every day in such a wonderful room and a wonderful space. And, you know, I've designed the show to fit in that room. Um, And I think as well, like, one of the other things I'm actually really looking forward to, probably more, is um, uh, probably like playing an instrument live in front of people, which I've not done since like college. Um, So, yeah, I'm excited for that. Looking forward to it. Um, yeah, so I'd say that.